Welcome back to the Three Island Discs uh, Music in General Banter Podcast. I am Q. And I am Matt Knight. And this is part of the recording conglomerate. Empire. Empire. <laughs> conglomerate. Uh, incorporation. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can find us on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. But you would just be better just going to the website. Which is? Rerecordings.wordpress.com Good man, Anto. Uh, it's been a while since I said that. It is. <laughs> our frequent recording sessions for the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, the last day, uh, Anthony, it has been a wee while since we've done, uh, uh, recorded a podcast. We recorded right? it like Easter. Uh, well, we'll timestamp this one. The other one, the last one we recorded came out like last week. Or no, they quit three uh, weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Two, oh, two anyway. Two weeks ago, so that puts a wee timestamp on this uh, recording session. Um, we discussed Mark Knopfler and his distinguished <coughs> career as a musician. Funny thing about that podcast is that if you listen really, really carefully, mm-hmm. you can hear my mouth shouting Dennis the Cat's name on it. Can you? I never noticed. Never really noticed. Must so, so all uh, fifteen listeners <laughs> get back and find it. Recap. Let us know if you found it. <laughs> Send out their message on Facebook. <laughs> all, all messages will be replied to eventually. <laughs> eventually, eventually. For all the volume we get. <laughs> Just that hard to, <laughs> to answer them. Um, so yes, Mark Knopfler, uh, between Dennis the Gap and Yelda, uh, we discussed Mark Knopfler and uh, see his distinguished musical career beginning when age was a 10. His first guitar, yep. which was a red... Mm, somewhere other. It was a red guitar. It wasn't a Fender. And it wasn't a Strat. That he wanted. Uh, was it a Hoffner, was it? Might uh, have been a Hoffner. I think it was. A red Hoffner. Done the job for him. Got him started. And now look at him. Now he can buy as many guitars as he wants. Because he's got plenty of money. <laughs> World famous. Uh, CS took went through his whole way in. As uh, early influences. Mm-hmm. Um... We break from performing. Well, it wasn't a break. He was a, he was a, a movie old, soundtracks. He was an old book job. Aye. University lecturer and whatever English or something stupid. Before he got back into the Dire States, or started the Dire States, sorry, um, and then everything took off. Mm-hmm. Salt, Salt and the Swing. What a song! Banger. The very first song that was ever released by the band is their best song by. Not about mile. It's, I think it is their. It is their best, best song, song. But there is a lot of good songs in that collection. There is, there is. To be fair, too many to mention now because I couldn't bother. Just uh, listen back to the podcast. That's a good idea. As good as any. Yeah, uh, we mentioned a few of them in there, don't know. Uh, but tonight, Anthony, I'm going to take you to the films. What are we going to see? Uh, <laughs> What's out there? <laughs> 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 no, I'm going to take it from. <laughs> we're going to discuss, uh, seeing as this is the music, General Bander podcast, we're going to discuss the music of the movies. Um, music plays a, a key role in movies, I think. It's uh, almost as important as the storyline itself. It nearly adds to the storyline. If a movie has bad music, it can fairly put you off. And you would soon be talking about it. Yes, I agree. We would. I don't know about anybody else, but we would. Um, so, 
our extensive research about half an hour ago, <laughs> we've split it into three main categories here, uh, which is original soundtracks, as in a soundtrack written specifically for a film. Uh, just music or movies with good soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just there's no specific songs written for the movie. Just they were picked from obscurity and used to great effect. Uh, and the third was orchestral or just you know just music, no songs, just sort of like mood music and different things. Um, and then just with a few just notable songs that are. Briefly, well, well, they're popular to be used in well, films. Not really in a category of their own. No, they're just sort of used a lot. Um, but we'll start. We'll start from the top there, aren't we? Which was original soundtracks, and straight away we had three or four pop into the old head. Uh, you mentioned the Lion King, but then we had a wee question mark on that because because mm. there was only two songs written by Elton John in yes. the whole soundtrack. No. Whether he wrote the rest of the music or not, no, yes. I don't think he did. No, I... So, we can't claim it was the one artist that wrote the soundtrack. Yes. But, of the two songs they did write for it... They were the main song. Tunes. Yes, the main song. So, we'll start there, and obviously, the main song is... uh, What's the name of it, Anthony? Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Can You Feel the Love Tonight? That is, that is... Lovely. It's just pure blanking. It is, that's <laughs> That's the first song that comes to your head when you think about blanking. Uh, it is. There's another good song in it, which is the one, uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King. Which he didn't put on the playlist, but I don't know who wrote it. He, he doesn't sing it, but that road. He could well have wrote it. I don't think that's Elton John, but. I know he doesn't sing it because it's the characters. The characters sing a lot of songs you see probably in the film, which. Could you class it as a musical? It is a musical. Yes. If the characters are singing songs, then it's, it's a musical. musical. Yeah, there you go. So. Hi, Simba sings that, doesn't they? Simba sings that, yeah. Four the big. Well, pl- we're gonna, well, I warn you now. There may be spoilers in some of these films. We're no, about. we're not. We're, we're not. We're well, not going to try and spoil the films for people if they haven't seen it. It'll yet, just be accidental. In discussing the music, we may have to discuss. The plot a wee bit of the films, or or how we lead on to it, how we else used it, or something you know, something like that. But uh, if anybody hadn't seen the Lion King, what are you doing? Get that watched. Uh, I haven't seen it in years. No, I, I still remember exactly <laughs> what happens in it. It's uh, so memorable. 1994, I think you might. Oh, I think you're right. It's so 93 or 94. I was only a cub. I don't know. I was only. Born. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, yes, old film, uh, good film. Get watched. Haven't seen the remake. Don't want to see the remake. Don't want to. Don't, don't think live action, Alan, with animated thing is going to no, work for no, it at all. No, uh, does not that test me. So go watch the original. The old one. The it's good one. one. Only one. <laughs> so uh, yes. So. Whereabouts does this be played in the film now? That's the next question. As much as I know about the film, I can't remember exactly where this song's played. I can remember Can't Wait to Be King, the Timon and Pumbaa song, which was. I can't remember the name of it. It's a cracking song, though, where he grows up in the middle of it. Is this not the one where. No. Oh. Just the one where before he goes back to the. 
back home again. He's having like a reflective period. Possibly. Or some the girl line meets him. Finds him. You think we should watch this film? Should I? Do I not much of you to have there for dirty? I remember this. This is where uh, Nala, the girl line who he grew up with best friends, finds him out. But in the other place he's at, she's hunting. She's hunting uh, Pumba the pig. She's hunting him, and then he he saves Pumba, and then realizes it's her, and then. Fall over whatever they're doing, and uh, <laughs> that, that but uh, this I guess this song was played at. I'm pretty certain because they're getting all friendly back with each other again, reminiscing, and do whatever. That lion's day. <laughs> what are you playing? <laughs> it's a kid's film. But I, I, that's, I guess that's the worth playing at. But actually, if that's nicely into. The film, the love. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. But uh, I note Elton John, uh, powerful uh, singer songwriter. Good, good, good uh, follow there, Keith, for four months. <laughs> yeah, I can follow, I can follow right, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, follow right, all right. Um, Moving, but there's a lot. Of, there's, let's say, there's two or three good songs there in the ranking, and there's solar songs are not so much songs but sort of more tunes melody yeah, yeah. things but uh, that's, uh, that's musical so we can sort of scratch that away we just want to mention that because it's a good song and all that but the first one we're going to go tell is uh, just quickly is Back to the Future everybody has heard the theme song about if you haven't seen Back to the Future if it's on every week on ITV one of three films <laughs> and this song's in all of them I think Mm. It's one of the mellows. It's in the first one. It's definitely the first one. I don't think Hugh Lewis did the soundtrack for the other two. Well, it's on every weekend, honestly. So, so, ah, so you've you no could, excuse. You couldn't miss it. It's um, like uh, what's what's the other film on ITV all the time? Like uh, Bridesmaids. Yes, if it's not like the future. That's Channel Four. Bridesmaids a lot, I think. No, it's is ITV it? Four, it? ITV Two. Jurassic Park's always on it too. It's always the same films on. They're good films, like. Good films. You can watch them, but you don't have to watch them every week, folks. But they're there for you. So, yeah, classic song. Crack on uh, chorus. Just, you just have to sing along. We're not doing it now because we're not good singers. And but, if you uh, haven't seen Back to the Future, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Like, Where have you been? Where have you been? Um, 1980. Oh, Seven. That's the whole. No, eighty-five. Eighty-five is when the film set. Uh, I think it was filmed nineteen eighty-five too. Was it? I know there was a big guy. Because he goes to two thousand fifteen, or is it in the film? Yes, yeah, thirty years. It was thirty years in the future, and then it was like, oh, I want to have five cars. Oh. <laughs> and then it come two thousand fifteen, and it was like, no, but none of that stuff. Hoverboards and. And uh, rehydration systems to make your dinner. Do you mind the name of the film that that had got more right about 2015 than Back to the Future? There was another film. Oh. I don't. I do not. Sound of luck up. Uh, if you know, let me know. Send me a message. Send us a message, surely. Uh, more than appreciate it. We don't know what it is, though. 
I remember hearing about it, I Aye. think, but I don't remember having a clue the film is. But uh, yes, he wrote a few lyrics, he wrote a few songs to us, I know it was. Uh, he, wrote, he wrote all the original songs all for. Original it. songs, right, right, right. And obviously the other big one in it is uh, the dance. Earth Chuck, Angel. Earth That's, Angel. Uh, Chuck Berry. And Chuck Berry. Right, Marvin Berry. <laughs> cousin, cousin to Chuck. Uh, if there's a massive cut there, <laughs> it's because Dennis was sitting on the chair <laughs> and Holly and Dad agreed to get a photo. <laughs> so that's don't talk. Dennis again. Uh, Earth Angel, aren't they? We're talking Earth about Angel. Earth Angel there. Um, that's still a notable song. Plus, um, Johnny Be Good. Johnny Be Good. Chuck, Chuck Berry. Yeah. Chuck Berry. Sorry, Marvin Berry. That's who we're talking about. It's cousin. <laughs> Marvin Berry <laughs> Busted his hand uh, Yeah, so Again, classic film Get watched, people If you haven't seen it Little Doc And Marty First two are the best Aye Third one Bose, they had to finish it somewhere And That's the one Go back to the west Go back to the west, yeah I actually like the third one better. I like the first and third one, not the second one. Second one's alright. Ah, it's okay. Um, there you go. So that's Back to the Future. Um, Get it watched on ITV4 or ITV3, whatever, whatever it is. On. Uh, whatever channel was on there every uh, weekend. My personal, my favourite song out of uh, Back to the Future is the last song on it. Mm hmm. Which is also a huge listening. Ending credits. Ending well, aye. It takes a while to get started. Huh? So, but I just skip on her, sure. Ooh. Hugh Lewis was really feel good. Yeah. All music. <clears throat> My favourite Hugh Lewis song is probably, uh, it's not Pearl Love, it's uh, Stuck With You. Stuck With You is That's good. a crammy song, hey. And then there's the other film with Hugh Lewis on it. American Psycho. Oh, I'm saying that. Don't want to ruin it, but... Watch it. Hugh Lewis is in the soundtrack during a very important scene. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and so. Christian Bale starts discussing the whole history of Hugh Lewis through his whole monologue. <laughs> I watched the thing on YouTube there with Hugh Lewis. Uh, he had a quit singer or something. Something wrong with him. Never. I can't remember. Ma was telling me because my ma was like Hugh Lewis. Fun. Uh, grew mm-hmm. up with Hugh Lewis or whatever. Just tell me about it, Mike. I mean, try to listen to the video. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, so that's, oh, that's Back to Future. It's back to um, Future. The main one we wanted to talk about was uh, Tarzan, the animated movie Tarzan, uh, Disney film. The f- soundtrack was by. Our mate Phil Collins. Big, uh, big, big fan of the podcast, Phil. Big fan, big fan, good man, Philip. Uh, what a sound tech it is. He did write, I think, basically the whole sound tech. Um, I watched the film not that long ago, I COVID in February, and I watched it just because I, I was bored out of my head. And I thought about the soundtrack for it, I was like, hmm, why is that? And uh, it's good, hey. It's okay film, like I suppose it came out. I remember when it came out because uh, they used to put um, 
Men I skal have tøjsende fucking... Tøjsende sørger. I siger, at I skal have tøjsende og cornflakes, you know. And they used to have, they were like, we holographic card things. You held it one road, it was one picture you held another. And there was one with him and the leopard on it. I remember that, because it was like a box of... Uh, hey, race crispies or something? or tea, <laughs> uh, race crispies or something out there. Uh, that was a good while ago. They don't do poison cereal anymore. I used to eat breakfast then too. Right? <laughs> I was pretty sure I was in primary school. That's a good... That's a good 20 years ago. I have some thinking. More than 20 maybe. Because I'm 30 now. What is he in primary school? 11? 11. So over 20 years ago I almost put that room. Um, but this is a good song. This is the first song in the film. Uh, well, tell you, that doesn't spoil anything. But they get shipwrecked, isn't it, that right? Shipwrecked. Because there's no planes back then. Uh, shipwrecked in the island. And this is his mother and father building the tree house. This is them building it now. And uh, then. They have it all built and they're moved in and everyone's going well and then they attack the leopard one night. The leopard kills the mother and father. The young boy's left and then he's saved by the gorillas. Wherever they find him. That's true. <laughs> so this is the whole taking through the journey. What's the name of that song again on there? Uh, two worlds. Two worlds. So the world of people and the world of the monkey sort of are gorillas. Nice contest. segue there. It's your contest. I knew there was reason that stuff. <laughs> so uh, that's your, you know, good use of instrumentation there. Mm-hmm. It does sound like a bit pseudo-jungle. It does. I think the whole theme of the thing, of course, it is in the jungle. The whole thing said in the jungle. What's the next song? Son of Man. Stick that. No, that's a good song. That's a banger. Again, you need know, sort of drums and stuff. Well, I suppose Phil Collins was a drummer, I know it's like he knows the crack. He knows, he the, knows crack. the data. He knows the crack. Uh, this song sounds very like something else, too. It's just a really typical Phil Collins sound. Uh, it does sound like something, doesn't it? In uh, this scene, where this song is played, I think Tarzan is growing up. Yes. Very certain. I am basing this research on playing. PlayStation game. <laughs> That's right. You tell this beforehand. Uh, we were researching in our vast research. We were uh, talking to this film and listening to the soundtrack. And Anthony informed us that what did you say, Anthony? So I had to play the Tarzan PlayStation game whenever it win. <laughs> PlayStation One. PlayStation One. Back in the day. <laughs> That's uh, for anyone who doesn't know. Before the PlayStation Five and Four and Three, there was a two and one. And, uh, no way! <laughs> you know, it was like the size of an A5 sheet of paper, the P- PS1. And big discs, and CDs. And CDs, aye. And uh, it was great. There was some cracking games for it. Unreal. Back in the day. Crash Bandicoot, original. Have that too. Tr- uh, the original trilogy there. <laughs> before they remastered them all. That was good. But nah. I remember we used to play Crash Bandicoot, but didn't know how to save it. So we was playing like an arrogant level 10, beating Dingo Dial. And then the bed time got turned off, and then the next morning you get up and have to start eating. <laughs> I had the second one, and I know you had to go into your man Nitro's hideout to yes. see if it was like, ah, come on. You're good at games right now. But uh, I, you had Tarzan, 
You realise now the soundtrack was playing prominently throughout. Yeah, and I, I told you the whole story of the film the whole way through. I was like, oh, that's great. Class back and games were good. They had plot substance, not just online. And now you remember it. Now you remember it. Comes back to me. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Try that. Try that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, cracking song. Well, there's another one put on there too, which uh, was You'll the song. Be in My Heart, yes. You'll Be in My Heart, which, uh, and the film, it's sung by, it's sung by the mother gorilla, whatever her name is, him or her name. Come stop crying whatever her name is, but uh, she sings it and she finds him. So, this started the film too, actually. Mm-hmm. So, the first song, which was called what again? Two words. Two words. Don't you uh, the next bit is then when she finds the baby. So small, and she sings the song, Tell Him. There is another version of it on Spotify. Yes. I may add the playlist, but it's got the, me- the female and the male uh, vocals. So, uh, I prefer the film one, not the original. Oh, wait, uh, it's not bad actually. Not bad. Not bad. Well, that's number two, it's just I don't know where it's at. Uh, Must be credits. Maybe. Sounds like credits. It does. But, uh, yeah, Phil Collins. Cracking. There's another one I just, it's clicking in my head there now, it's Toy Story. Uh, Randy Newman does soundtrack for it. I didn't think of that. He does all the Pixar ones. I know. <clears throat> He's good at skin there too. Um, what songs are you done? Toy Story? I can't mind. There you go. That, that there. That's some man there. Find that stuff just on the fly. <laughs> got a friend of me. You've got a friend in yeah. Well, <clears throat> not to be self-confessed here, but massive Toy Story fan. I like Toy Story now. I mean, I mean massive Toy Story fan over here. <laughs> massive. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the application of nerd, is it? Or... Don't know, no. but I don't care. You're a Toy Story nerd. Yeah. I, uh, I like the first one the most, followed by the second one, followed by the third one. <laughs> I've not seen the fourth one. I don't really care for it, do I? I haven't uh, seen the fourth one I've yet. I've heard it's not powerful. It's not. It's not as good as the rest of them. Put that road. Because Andy's not on it anymore. Poor Andy. Grew up. The one I really like is not in Toy Story, but it's Monsters Inc. First one. Mm, he does that too, doesn't he? He does all this. Good film too, actually. But I don't know. They make great stuff. films in Pixar, and that. Uh, to be fair. Um, what one? Oh yeah. Well, that reminds me of. I was thinking it's in our next section. This this lead nicely into the next section, um, <laughs> which is uh, no, it doesn't actually. Oops, well, we sorry. have one final one, but we might leave that to the end. No, I, I thought that because I'm looking at the notes I wrote. On, I looked at the wrong notes, <laughs> the wrong bit of notes. It doesn't lead into the next section. Uh, you know what? We'll like we'll make it the next section. What well, I was going to look uh, that's gonna lead me into put that back to start, don't they? Do you know what that reminds me of? Can you think of the scene in the film? 
Yeah, it's a cantina. The cantina scene <laughs> in Star Wars. That just put it back to 30 in there, just put you on there. Just, I don't know what it is about it that just reminds me of the cantina scene in Star Wars. Just. <laughs> they're similar in their instrumentation, but the actors shouldn't spoil different. Uh, it's like that bit in Family Guy. He's like, any requests? Play the same song. Uh, play the same song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, yes. Uh, so this this tap this we've moved from now original soundtracks. As in, uh, we're talking about songs there. As in, song songs. Uh, this is all original music, but it is instrumental. Uh, used more so for setting the scene or. You know, changing the dynamic of a film or something like that. There, um, Star Wars, we have in there. Uh, we haven't got the cantina. We didn't think about the cantina scene because it's in it now. But it's in it now because <laughs> it's, it's really famous. But uh, we're thinking along the lines of the uh, the theme song or theme, the title track or whatever you want to call it, the theme of Star Wars, which just hits you like a ton of bricks. Like what about that? What an opening. And then it dies a wee bit. Boom, boom, boom. They just had to eat. Uh, you know, that's deadly. Full uh, full orchestra. John Williams. John Williams. Um, done a powerful job. So this is... I said that the theme for Star Wars, but it's like used for the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the good guys. Supposed to take their side or whatever. Unfortunately. Uh, triumphant kind of music, you know, very positive, major vibes off it. Uh, want them to win, to so we'll play the nice music. Counteract that with the Empire. The Empire. The, the bodies. March. Like just really sinister. There is, um, slightly off topic, but not really. There is a separate podcast. I'm going to give them a plug. Um, that literally takes films and breaks down every bit of soundtrack in them. Oh. It's called The Soundtrack Show. Because who does that? Or, so you know, just a couple of lads um, or something? No, it's just one guy. Oh, is it? Oh. American fella does it for... It's just The Soundtrack Show. I can't remember his name, but... Then, he, got, then he, he, he ran out of films. So he started doing video game music as well. He'd run his films, his films. Aye, but he, he was just a big John Williams fan, so he basically oh, so went through all the John, oh, John Williams. Maybe he's watching another movie. <laughs> Don't know John Williams. Aren't. I don't know. But then he spent like six weeks doing the, the three episodes of Star Wars. So mm. two weeks, he's like, right, this week we're going to talk about the next one, the Imperial March. Is not like to see more uh, Star Wars films to do though? He only did the first three. The oh, original. Did he? The original. All right. Mm-hmm. A lot of the music recycled for the Star Wars mm-hmm. films, almost. Uh, That's what he said. They change bits and pieces of it here and add all the bits in, but in general, it's, it's the same music. So this one wasn't actually in the first one; it was only in the second one. Are you sure? Yep. Are you sure? Pause. It's not in the you know the reading bit at the start, the prologue thing. You're not playing through the prologue. No, it's not in, it's not in the, the first, first one. one. I thought not. it was. Sure. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. It's a different ch- tune for the Empire in the first one. Mm. 
I think you're right, because I mean, the very first scene of the very first original Star Wars film is uh, Darth Vader stepping onto the rebel ship to capture the princess. Let's see what I'm going to call that now. I don't know what name it is, but... It really sets the scene, but I don't know. Using uh, different keys and different instrumentation. Just really... Dropping out and starting up. Aye, and aye. It's always pushing on. Another good John Williams one, which we're not going to spend a bit on, is Josh Park, obviously. Everybody's probably seen Josh Park this day, if you haven't. What are you doing? 1990, I think it was 1994 as well. A lot of nice films came out in 1994. It was 94, was it 94, 93? It came out the same year as The Lion King, which was 94. I think Forrest Gump came out that year, if I'm not mistaken. Forrest Gump came out in 95. Was it? There's a whole slap of films I mean, they all came out. I remember reading about them one time. They all, like, it was a real good year for movies this one year. There were so many came out. And they're all class. Pulp Fiction might when they come 94. out. There you go, it's normal. Might touch it later on, but uh, actually. Spoiler alert. <laughs> maybe we'll touch it later on. <laughs> potentially. We will. Um, but, you know, this is Jazz Park. Just a class. I love the way it builds up. It does build up nicely. So what is the synopsis of Jurassic Park and how much Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park, um... There's dinosaurs. <laughs> well, the original, uh, obviously, um, the first one, they are going to an island in which a very wealthy uh, man has designed a theme park which, instead of having... Uh, well, is it a theme park or a zoo? I suppose it's a theme park. Or it's both. Theme Park Slide Zoo, which is based on dinosaurs, not ordinary animals. And they have oh, scientists and they make the dinosaurs and then they put them into the park and then something bad happens. Black boys get eaten and then they leave. That's about the height of it. Without spoiling too much of the details of it. And they managed to make four films. Five, six films out of it. Six, yeah. Three the original and then three. Well, the the third one, Jurassic Park three, I don't think they include it as a an original or such, because that's really. Well, the first two, because they're in the same island, and then they go to a different island. The third one or something like that. There, I can't remember. But people don't like the third one. Put that road. <coughs> but they brought back the original cast for the third one. Mm, there's only one original cast member. Two original cast members. Uh, Alan Grant and your woman in the first one too. Mm-hmm. But she only plays back part. But Jeff Goldblum's in all of them, I think. He's not in the third one. Not in the third one. He's in one, he's in two, <coughs> not in three. He's not in four, which well, is Jurassic World. Jurassic World. He's not in that. He but, but then the whole principle of Jurassic World is that they're basically building another park right beside the old park. Yeah, and the ice is what they're doing it right. Ish. To a degree. It was right until <coughs> they did something they shouldn't have, and then it all messed up. Ugh, drama. 
The first one's the best. First one is the best. Like uh, how realistic is the dinosaurs in the first one? They look one? pure class. They actually look better than the, the CGA ones. Than the CGA ones. Well, the CGA in the original too, but it's they're just done better. Just looks a whole lot better. It's aged better. The one where the where the T Rex comes out breaks through the wire. Look how class does that look? There are some weird plot holes, not plot holes, but like when they when he pushes the car off the, the into the cage into the enclosure, that's a massive drop. How did he get up there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> didn't use his arms. Too small. <laughs> which, is, which is the joke in Toy Story. <laughs> How am I supposed to reach here and here with these small arms? <laughs> so yeah, so it's not his fault, but it's a class film. Class film. Um, uh, so that was John. John Williams was very good at his job. Um, Apparently, there was. He did a film just before Star Wars, mm-hmm. and he was struggling to make ends meet. He wasn't. No, getting nowhere with the soundtrack mm-hmm. and I think it was just by pure chance that he just one film just started the whole career and now you look at him he basically does all of Steven Spielberg's work most of well, the early George Lucas stuff yeah. and everything else in between and all that age whatever else people guessed before from on Indiana Jones he did too did he there you go I can't think of any music in Indiana Jones. Oh, you're bound to know Most of it's all music, I think, as well. There's no songs in it, is there? No, it's all. No. Just when you're talking about uh, somebody struggling for ends meet before the first big break, just not popping in my head there, probably fits. I'll wait, I'll wait to the next category. It fits the next category better. I'll start there. But, oh, yes, I know that. I know that. <laughs> Funny, I watched. Uh, I watched that the other day. The first one. I watched that the other day. The thing about Indiana Jones is that nearly all of them are class. The first three are almost. I didn't mind the fourth one. I'm saying it was too old. There's a fifth one coming out too. There's a fifth one coming out too. What is he doing? He's definitely too old. The the grandson. (laughs) He's jumping on the action too, is he? (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen the fourth one I don't really want to see fourth it fourth one's not bad I can't want to see that child buff I'm not a big fan of him there. but like that's three out of the four that he did with, dealt with Nazis basically no uh, oh why I see first the one the third one Nazis. and the fourth one yeah, yeah. the second one we he dealt with the underground uh, lava tribe who were enslaving children <laughs> In India, wherever he was at. Uh-huh. Where was he at? He wasn't in India because they're eating monkey brains. <laughs> and snakes and animals and different things. And your woman, she was. Booking. Not a good place. <laughs> Booking every direction. She was glad to see the apples in the room, but <laughs> after. <laughs> but uh, I, Indiana Jones. Um, yes. So. Well, the other film we or the other film we had down for this sort of. Uh, Non vocalised music or no songs that was uh, Tron. Yeah. This was your special area because well, I haven't seen Tron. Well, but being so far, we've listened to orchestral music essentially. Mm-hmm. Now, because Tron was not Tron the first one, Tron Legacy, which was 2016 or something like that, there, the remake. So they got in electronic duo 
Daft Punk mm-hmm. doing the soundtrack and it just sounds like straight out of like an 80s game most of the soundtrack just fits in nicely so there's a wee track there from the credits funnily enough a lot of difference there big difference big difference still it's an orchestra but it's an orchestra in a different sense yes it's not it's all electronic it's all different layers building up oh you can still you hear the layers don't like um Post the Simatron, I, I know I haven't seen the films. I watched the first one last night, funnily enough. Did you? That's, uh, I'm going to watch this one tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> quarter left. <laughs> Still a bit early. Early <laughs> for you, not for me. But uh, I. Um, the Simatron is sort of futuristic kind of thing. It's futuristic, it? it's the, the first one anyway. And it's the same kind of pencil for the second one as well. As first. When did the first one come out? 1986. Yes, because you know this music also reminds me of as well as being sort of futuristic sound 1980s. You know what? It also sounds like Blade Runner. Well, Have you ever seen Blade Runner? But it's that kind of idea, futuristic yes. sounds, which was should have added that to the list as well. But sure, yeah. can't do all every film. Can't do everything. Only at half an hour. <laughs> Search for it. <laughs> But no, I don't think we're in too bad. The whole principle of Tron is that there's a master program that controls all sort of software out of this company, and there's a, the only way to break in through the system is to use the Tron software, which is where the name gets it. So, yada yada yada. Yes, yes. Same principle for the Tron Legacy as well. You know the crack, but the first one was really, really retro. Really, 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 really <laughs> retro. <laughs> the whole thing just turned. As soon as you went into the game, everything turned grey. Mm. And all, the only colour was the strips and like the costumes. Every, everything else was grey. Dustin Hoffman's not, isn't he? He's not. What's he? He's in. What's he in? He's in some of them things, is he? Who's in? Who's in it? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Or the dude. Dude. Get him later. <laughs> Get him later. Uh, so that, so that's Tron. That's our contrast to the classical instrumentation. Yep. That's our. There's also there's also a thing we were discussing it. It came into my head that uh, um, so there's using music as a tool setting the tone. But I thought to myself, I there's there's films that don't use music, but are equally as effective at setting tones and setting scenes as. Uh, is that one is uh, Alien, the original Alien movie. There's, I think, there's like, there's there, definitely four Alien movies, and then there's Alien vs Predator and stuff like that there. And then so Alien, Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, which is the fourth one. And also Prometheus was the prequel to Alien. Was it? Oh, I so. didn't know that. Everybody's learned it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Alien, the original Alien. Uh, what's the character's name? Ripley or something? Ripley. Ripley, uh, played by Sigourney Weaver. They're up on a ship and they're awoken from a cryogenic sleeper or something like that there. They land on the planet, they go searching, a boy gets an alien stuck on him. I'll try to just summarise these just very briefly without giving too much detail. So we're go- we are going right. There's going to be a spoiler alert here in a second because 
main big scene, main famous scene if you haven't seen Aliens. It's or Aliens, sorry. Probably the most famous scene ever. Probably. Uh, filmed without... And nobody nobody knew what was going to happen. They were filming a scene and this was just all very... Spurred the moment. Well, it was all premeditated by the directors or whatever, but uh, the cast that were sitting there didn't know it. So the scene is... So I was telling your man get the alien stuff <coughs> in the face, but then it comes off. Or they take it off or it comes off. Uh, and they're all pleased. Your man makes full recovery. So they're sitting at the table eating dinner. And your man starts coughing. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. He starts coughing and I think, oh, just get that man a glass of water. And it, uh, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't cure him. <laughs> 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 so he gets up and he's coughing and coughing and coughing. The next thing there's blood flying everywhere. Next thing he jumps across the table and this is a spoiler now, an alien bursts out of his chest. Uh so the whole build up to that there's not there's no music or not. It's just them sitting at the table eating away. Just just uh, just the, the room noise. And different ship sounds and different yep. room that's <clears throat> there's no big crescendo to a point. Aye. Like what they were do would do like them Marvel films or something where it's Overdone. I uh, normally in a, in a film now you can nearly tell what's going to happen next because the way the music is. Mm-hmm. You know, if something uh, uh, if something negative is going to happen or something bad is going to happen, they almost always start playing some moody dark dark music right Doom. just beforehand before it all kicks off. And you think, ah, oh, something going to happen here, or something good going to happen to play mm-hmm. something nice and bright and positive or whatever. But this one, it it just happens. That's it. Make it for what you all done. It's sort of a a shock factor, would you say? Because just just so. it just comes on just to get there. Um, things like the alien just popping out of just popping out of the floors or something or the ceiling, just landing on them. Just there's no real build up to it. Just happens. Maybe but a. I think it's like it's just ambient, like a sound effects, like a screech of a thing. Aye. But it's more so just. It is just ambience, it's not, there's no music. Uh, there is a soundtrack for it, but that's what it is, just ambient music, really. Uh, we didn't put any of it in. Didn't it's put any of it in. It's quite boring to listen to. <laughs> um, you need to be in the mood for Alien. Aye. Um, another film which has no soundtrack is The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock. I have not seen it all in its entirety. I have seen, I think I have seen it, aye. But for my girl, there's no music. And it's sort of a, so it works very well with horror films where you can... Because uh, well, I did look at, pardon me, I did look at a list of films with no music and a lot of more sort of horror films. Horror films. The birds, anyways. What happens to the birds? Um, <clears throat> woman moves to a new town, mm-hmm. and then she starts getting harassed by a flock of birds. A murder of crows. <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs> That's right? what they're called. A murder of crows. Um, yep. Yeah. And That's. That's the premise of the film. I think that's it. I don't think. Spoiler: I don't think that much happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good film. Uh, it's a good a film. film. Like Yeller, uh, I must watch it. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock made a lot of good films. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, it's big one, Psycho. Psycho. But there is a soundtrack for that there one. Die M for Murder is a good film too. Die M for Murder. Uh, Vertigo. Uh, I remember the views that time too. Mhm. Uh, and there's probably loads more I can't I... think of. So uh, I recommend watching some Alfred Hitchcock. They're good films. They're well written, well 
Now, I'm not that much of a film buff or whatever, but they're well, like, choreographed or whatever. Considering it was the 60s. Exactly. Or the 50s, 50s, 60s, around that, that time. Long time ago. They were well made. Jimmy Stewart's two of them. And, they, the movie. and they haven't aged that badly. No. Like the decor and stuff mm-hmm. was different in clothes, but uh, plot points not so very good. I know the scene, the famous scene in Psycho. Mm. Whenever many, the blood's running out of... Many different, ca- many different camera angles did they use? I don't know what the camera was angles... It, was it 37 different camera angles they used in that scene? But I don't, I'm not too sure about that. But I know the colour of the time they were filming, the, the blood wasn't red. It was mm. actually like chocolate, like melted chocolate colour. <laughs> it was black and white, wasn't it? It was black and white, ah. so it shone up. Shown, Sean, Sean. <laughs> showed, showed up more. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> but I know that appeared more was, great. I think it's in Psycho as well. You know the way you have that famous camera angle where the background moves and you're like zooming in your mm-hmm. woman's face. Yeah. And then the background moves further away. Yeah. It's some cost them like thirty five grand at that yeah, time. Right back then. Mm. To. Get that shot right. Adjusting for inflation, <laughs> twenty five million. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I like. I you, am a bit of a film buff. <laughs> you are. I'm not really. I watch the same old films over and over again. Really, it's very not very often I watch a new one. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, so that's our, that's our, no singing, section done. Um. You were talking about what was it you were talking about? Sparked me in was uh, it was John Williams and his big break that reminded me of a film which I overlooked. I thought about it earlier on and then overlooked it in the in the research section, which was uh, Rocky. Now I don't know what's. I think it was the third film before I the Tiger made an appearance, mm-hmm. but it still jogged my memory when you said about making a big break because uh, Sylvester Stallone made the big break. And Rocky. That was his he big had break. Nothing, he had nothing and then got, got the big break in Rocky. So, I the Tiger, like, like, come on. Signature song. Classic. Even if you haven't seen the films, you've probably heard it somewhere. What's the one he's running up the steps in Philadelphia? And, That's yeah. Rocky. No, That's, no, but what's the song? Oh. Because oh. that's a big song too. That's a good question. Um... um no. <laughs> That's in the first one, isn't it? Oh, uh, heart. Uh, is it burning heart? Burning heart. Is no. That no, that's not. That's that's the. It's in Rocky, though. I think is it. It's not that. It's not definitely that. It's not that. Final Countdown's in that as well, apparently. Is it? Mm. Must be in one of the later ones. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. If, if, if we find it, we'll put it into the playlist. Yeah. Honest, but uh, yeah, so that was that was the one I was thinking of there. Another thing you were discussing was uh, the dude. The dude. Uh, the big Lebowski. For anybody that doesn't know the reference there, which is a, an absolutely cracking film. It's a good film. The soundtrack's not bad now. Uh, it comprises a lot of Creedence Clearwater revival. We were going to get onto in a second, but. Uh, and but we we bit more deaf, or not more deaf, but we're talking about some of their different songs. But uh, looking out my back door, 
good song. That song uh, Kenny Rogers does is on as well. Just dropped in to see what condition my condition was on, which is really psychedelic kind of thing. Both uh, the scene where he has played is it's like been drugged, so it fits perfectly. Uh, just very surprised Kenny Rogers was singing it. Mm. <laughs> Didn't sound like no. Uh, a really stupid fellow, by you, but it's good. Same time, the dude going well, bowling. What songs was in? The, what other songs was in? Oh, Back to oh, uh, I can't remember. I remember it being really the first time I watched it. I was actually in America. Watched it with Matt Radio on something else there. Cousin Aaron was there too. And I'm just saying, long ago was that. I can't remember how long ago it was, but it was a few years ago when I was. And we watched it and I thought, just that is a. I'd heard of the film and never thought it was a weird plot or whatever or something. And then, according to Bud Weiss, and then we watched it one night. I thought, just that's a great film. <coughs> uh, and the soundtrack was good because there was a lot of good, just good music. Uh, I, need, I need to watch it again. For well, I'm looking at it here now. For a man that says saying it, that he hits the Eagles, there's a lot of Eagles in the soundtrack. <laughs> That's right. The when he said the taxi, <laughs> man, can you just can you just turn the Eagles off? <laughs> it's my taxi. Just whatever I want. <laughs> Checks them out. <laughs> just like the Eagles. And there's a lot of credence in it too. Credence, aye, credence, because he has asked the whole thing when the, and the car gets stolen. Like, reports to the police. Uh, it was running in the car. Uh, Crane's tapes <laughs> and my briefcase. <laughs> well, you can't hold much hope for the Crane's tapes. <laughs> but I, uh, so that's Crane's. Uh, well, really, what I want to talk Crane's was if you've ever watched a film about the Vietnam War, you've definitely heard a Crane's song. There's two that seem to be in every book on Vietnam film that's going. One is. Uh, Run through the jungle. Stick her on there. Oh, if you haven't heard it, what's wrong with you? It's in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, it's probably, I think it's in. It's been one of them in Forest Gump, I think. It has to be. It's in uh, Forest Gump, that and there is. Full yeah. Metal Jacket. No, I don't think it's Full Metal Jacket. Mm, you sure? But it's used a lot in Vietnam films because it's just. I don't know what it is about the sound of it that just really oh, it was a it just fits. So yeah, it just is that vibe. It's really bluesy and I don't know. Close the time with the jungle as well, which probably helps. I don't know, the music just the music fits too. Uh, whatever it is. It's a good song though. Song. The other song I have there is Fortune Sun, which uh, is also used in Vietnam films, but it's sort of a. More, more, well, not just Vietnam, but a lot of war films. No, it's like a protest song, I think, because mm. it was like sort of. <sighs> listen to the words. They're talking about how it's sort of just. You're sending boys to war, you kill them mm-hmm. or something like that. It's not right. From that. I remember I read a whole thing about the meaning of that song a long time ago. Uh, and I 
I can't remember any of it. <laughs> but I remember the gist of it, which was basically it was like a protest song for Ten Foot Noir and stuff. So that's Creedence. Um, that topic, so we're into just general good movie songs now at the moment. That's a little fine little piece. Um, Creedence, Vietnam films. Uh, Pulp Fiction, we talked about earlier too, which we're going to lead on to again. Weird film. Dusty Springfield. Uh, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen Pop Faction, it's it's hard to explain. Yes, there's timeline shifts all over the place. Like, I think the first part of it is like nearly the last part of it. It's from a different perspective. Hi. The first, <clears throat> right? Straight spoilers here. The very first scene is a man and a woman sitting at a diner and uh, they're, they're English then yep. and they're talking about robbing the place and robbing different places and they're discussing how good it is to rob the place, you know, a diner because plenty of money, uh, one exit or whatever, something like that there. Uh, so they're plotting it and then they just start doing it. Then it skips to the next scene for the rest of the, or does the whole rest of the movie. And when it comes back, the very last scene is from the point of view of the two lads who are sitting in the diner when the robbery starts and they're having their breakfast over. One man goes to the toilet and then the robbery starts, blah, blah, blah. And then it finishes the movie finishes. I'll not tell you what happens, but it's weird that road. And then the whole, through the whole film, see, there's like three different storylines going. There's Vince and... Vince and... What's his name even? Jules. Jules. Vince and Jules, their little plot. There's uh, there's Bruce Willis, the boxer. Butch. Butch. Whatever he's doing. Uh, there's Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. He doesn't have much to do in it, actually. No, but he's a main character. And I just stopped the there. I'm listening to that drumming. Do his symbol work here. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> just so sorry. I've listened to that, sorry. <laughs> Uh, he's a main character in two of the storylines. He is, uh, he's, he's involved in everything. Uh, briefcase. Three of the two storylines. Well, I suppose if you count the two English, the two robbers at the start, they're mm-hmm. sort of a wee storyline themselves. The book in the film. Yep. Did I get used to the book in there? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I had to put this in it. So we're talking about Butch there. So Butch and Marcellus and Marcellus are. There was a fixed box match or something, and he was supposed to throw the fight, but he didn't. And then, so he cost, but it cost Marcellus was a lot of money. He was going to retrieve something from his apartment. Gets it. And he's driving back to wherever he was staying at. Stops at that song's playing in the car, and he's singing away. And he stops at a cro- you know, a protesting crossing, and Marcel Wallace crossing and spots him, and then there's a big wrecking match and all. And then there's a bit of stuff goes on after it. Uh, but that's the song playing. At, that's at the song that scene. playing. It's just really funny because it's such a an intense scene. And well, it's intense. It's intense after, but not right there. It's sort of casual because he's found this thing that he's looking for, which is a uh, uh, watch. 
He went for a while until he found it. And, so- and he's all pleased with himself. The song itself is actually like about depression, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the fella doesn't want to leave his house because he's like completely depressed. Mm-hmm. And he's giving everybody excuses why he won't leave. Which is really weird, but it's really like upbeat. It's good to see listen to that. You can listen to that all day. It's a good song. But uh, yes. What was that? We had another one in there, didn't we, for Pulp Fiction? Oh, we did I. This is uh, Marcel Swallow's wife, whatever she's calling from. What's her name? There we go. You can see Can't remember. Who was Thurman anyway? Mrs. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this scene, for anyone who's seen it, uh, Vince takes her out, or, or has to take her out as part, well, part of the job to entertain her for the night. Takes her to. What was it a 50s 50s diner diner or theme, like theme theme diner a theme diner for like actors and actresses and stuff like that and there's a twist contest I believe it is not a dance it's twist specifically a twist contest and uh, when they get up to the twist contest it's the song they're playing really iconic scene where they dance two in together and they don't really twist much <laughs> Be pedantic. But they still won. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly there was nobody else willing to compete with them. But uh, yes. Another good song. Chuck Berry. Of course, mm-hmm. classic. We were talking about his cousin there. Marvin. There. Marvin, you start there. It all, it all leads back. Everything. We thought this through so well, aren't they? Everything meshing together, lovely. Uh, best half I ever spent. Uh, so yes, that was Pulp Fiction. Uh, just... See, the music used well. Paul Fox is a strange film. That wrote uh, the Vietnam films. Obviously, the song set seemed a lot better for them there. Um, no one you have there, uh, you said The Matrix, which I haven't seen. But Matrix. But we discussed at length at how, uh, say, length. You'll, no, you'll, you'll uh, notice a, a trend in my choices here. Yes, yes. Futuristic. So, sticker on there. <laughs> right, so. This is probably the biggest song on the film. It's at the very, very end of the credits where... I don't know if you've seen The Matrix or not, but the whole point of The Matrix is trying... The world's run by computers. Yeah. Robots. And all of humanity is slave mm-hmm. to... It's like Terminator, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slave to Skynet. Slave to Skynet. So, the whole point of the film is trying break humanity's or grant humanity the freedom from the robots mm-hmm. and this is where I think giving too much away um, it's, uh, how, how, how do you describe it? <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you want to say I know. <laughs> um, yeah grant, grant humanity the freedom from the robots slash Plus, special effects, mm-hmm. phenomenal. But the soundtrack's all sort of heavy music. Yes. Like, there's Ramstein. It's they're, all electronic. They're heavy. Yeah. Even the name Ramstein's heavy. Um, I don't know if to Ramstein, but I know they're uh, heavy. Yeah. But, see, so the whole, the whole storyline is basically just 
they have found the chosen one. And he ha he's, his job is to set humanity free. And that's it's just his origin story up to the point where he's getting ready to free them. Mm. And that's it. So that's just getting really intense. Yeah. Before they break yeah. out the next two films, which aren't anywhere near as good. It's a problem with sequels. But the first one was amazing. <laughs> and all the yeah. different special effects, and then whenever they're in the computer system themselves, the everything turns green, so all skin pigments and everything turns greeny yes, colour. Yes. And if you're out in the real world, it's back to it's sort ordinary. Of ordinary colour. It's well, it's well put together, but I highly recommend watching Matrix. Soundtrack for it is heavy. Very it's heavy. heavy. It's very heavy. Um, part of the fourth one was terrible. I didn't go and see is it. There's a fourth one. Aye, there's a fourth oh. one. Came out last year. Oh, aye, aye, excellent. Yes. Rings bell with me. Just watch the first one. Watch the first one, that's right. I'll do that someday. Just. You will. <laughs> someday, well. There are films to watch, a whole list of films we need to watch, but I think it's close to starting even. I'm bored watching it. It's very hard to commit, like, an hour and a half. And I, like, you, <coughs> you watch, you watch, like, half hours of films and then watch me and then I can't do that, no. I need to watch the whole thing or else, no, I can't. You know what, you know what, you know what I missed about, missed about Christmas last year? Um, mm. The very much lack of films on during the daytime. Yes, that is true. That was uh, rather strange. Indiana Jones is normally a, a bet for Christmas. Yep. If it's not on something wrong, which it was last year. And a Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. Uh, I watched that on DVD or something. But ten, well, not 10 and times. But Toy Story or Shrek's generally aye, on. Aye. Something else. Always films on. So, usually, I don't know if you've ever seen the original Planet of the Apes. Bits of it. I haven't, seen the whole, I haven't watched it start to finish, but that wrote. Sam watched that door night, but that's... That was usually on at like 8 o'clock in the morning, Christmas mm. Day. <laughs> but that's a good film too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't think there's any soundtrack for it. Now that I think about it, hmm. there's nothing to stand out in it. No. But that's a good film too. I had another put one in my head there when you were talking about that. I made a good movie soundtrack and I can't remember what it was. <sighs> it was a clinker too. Alma House. That's real. That's real crack. Uh, the scene where he's walking along the food line, the lunch line, and uh, Sam Cooke's playing uh, A Wonderful World. That's a good song. It's a good song. Twisting the Night Away. Uh, whenever they're. Uh, Two lads are going to the fraternity for the first time. That's the song playing to have a big party, I think. Or else it's the one with the toga party. That's the, the song is playing. That's a cracking song, though. <laughs> Sam Cooke, some singer. There's some real good uh, soundtracks in any of them John Hughes films. Aye. Like, um, he did. That was the one we forgot to mention was the first uh, vacation film. Oh, uh, Nice Lampoon. Aye. I can't remember the soundtrack. That long. I've seen it. I know. Um, twice, three times. Lindsay Buckingham does the one for the Christmas version. Yes. But 
Um, couldn't tell you who did the first one. <laughs> right. Now, he did Planes, Trains and Automobiles as well. John yeah. Hughes oh. directed that. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Have they seen in uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles? Uh, we're on the bus. We're all singing. And he sings the song, three, co- three coins and a fountain. <laughs> nobody, nobody sings a lot of Every looks and at him. And then John Kelly just blicks into the, into the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> but I. And another one for, for Alamo House there. Another one, good one, is. Uh, oh, the good wedding song. Um, what the hell is the name of it? Paul's Ali Shanley at this moment here. Oh. Shout. Not the original version, it's the movie one. That's the original, isn't it? That's the Isley Brothers. Same song, but the movies. The movie one's pretty good. It's uh, Otis Day and the Knights, or the band that are playing, but it's not them that actually sing it. Uh, I can't remember who sings it. Um, But a good song. That's a good song, yeah. It's a good song. Cracking wind song there for anybody. He learned that, haven't he? <laughs> Marley, Marley, film cracks singing that. It's uh, in, uh, it's in Sister Act. Wind crashes too. Started wind crashes. Yes, good crack. Was it, was it you guys talking about Sister Act or somebody disowned me, me for mentioning the Sister no, it was Act? Me. I know who it was, I'm not mentioning any names. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go on at me. No, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so, uh, yes, that. It's uh, good movie soundtracks. That's, so, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, there were a few mentions for some popular uh, movie soundtracks or movie songs. That, um, which apparently, through our painstaking research, we <laughs> know they're. And lots and lots of films. <laughs> They're very popular film songs. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Which you've probably heard before. Probably some lots of films. I don't know. I'm um, assuming it's ever in Sweet Home Alabama uh, itself. Um, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, Back in Black, ACDC. Which was in like all the Iron Man films. Yeah. Um, Plus Iron Man itself. School of Rock. Ah, oh, that's right. Um, Iron, Iron Man itself would have been Iron Man. The Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. uh, Black Sabbath version, maybe. Um, Staying Alive. Kind of Saturday Night Fever. Every disco film probably ever. Maybe, so. All along the Watchtower now, this one. It'll be a Nam one too. Ah, it's that area, I suppose, around the 70s. Cracking song. Apparently, the cover version, you said Jimi Hendrix. Yep, Bob Dylan with the original. Like that's class. Bob Dylan. I like the two. I like, I like the, I like two of them. Uh, you see, uh, the last one I was tell you this was bad to the bone. I know. Terminator. Yeah. The second like one. <laughs> yeah. Which is the best of the two? There's three. There's three. Ah, uh, probably is the best. The first one's really old. It's proper 80s looking. Then, supposed to take ones in the 90s because he's what, 13 or something? And then the third one's in the 2000s. Because oh, he's grew up. 
I think there was a fourth one. There was a fourth one. Which was not as good. And then there's like... There was an in-between one, like a story in-between. Aye, they're all not great. No. Um, I thought of another great movie soundtrack. How it came into my head when we were listening to... Actually, it came into Sweet Home Alabama. I was after that. You know, you know what it is? I'll tell you who wrote the soundtrack and sung the soundtrack. I also appeared in the film. Uh, Jerry Reed. It's got to be uh, Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> what a soundtrack that is. Like, what a man. St- wrote the soundtrack. <laughs> Right, right the theme tune, sing the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Britain reference there for anybody who's watched Little Britain. You can't, you can't watch Little Britain now. No, you can't, it's very on PC. No, it's banned like nearly every streaming service. Oh, is it? Aye. Too racist. <laughs> yeah. Too offensive. But yes, there's Jay Reid. It's fully the man. I completely forgot about that. That's that's Crown soundtrack. They call him the bandit. <laughs> <laughs> he's good enough for him. He's probably he's better than the bandit. He is, just, just for the crack value of him. Um, he was in the Water Boy too. That's right. He's the coach. He's coach. That's right. So yes, the bandit. A lot of well, I, I I share the playlist. There's lots of different songs in there. There is surely. If we think of more, we'll just add them. Yes. Uh, yes. I think that's as good a place to read up there. It's that is a good place. It's 20 past. Quarter past, past 11. 11. Uh, it's time I bed. Probably not in bed, but at least 12, I would say. But, uh, yeah, so, movie soundtracks has been fun, haven't they? Um, we'll read it up there, I suppose. Um, so, this has been the thing, this Music General Bander podcast. I've been Q. And I've been Anthony. Very good, Anthony. Um, <laughs> I'm DJ. I'm DJ. <laughs> you can find us uh, re-recording Global Empire on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. LinkedIn, YouTube, or just go to the website. Which is? Rerecordings.wordpress.com. Good morning, Anto. Um, thanks for coming. Listening, listening, send us any comments or requests you want us to do, and uh, we'll see you next day. And blend we'll with the, the most famous of all soundtracks. Oh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Oh, we forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that after that too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>